Hey everyone, welcome to Intuitive Behavior. My name is Dustin James, and I'm a medium, energy reader, and teacher. My goal is to uncover the unknown so we can all live a healthier, happier, more joyful life. Hey everyone, thanks for joining in. Um, we have an exciting topic today. Um, I'm with Jamie Miller from Pandora Astrology, and the other day I was having a chat with her, as we do, and we were talking about why the most intuitive people are also the most disadvantaged in modern society, and why this is not just a problem, but it's a drinking problem, hinting to uh, uh, intuitive people more prone to uh, drugs, alcohol, or just having a tough time here. And uh, so I brought Jamie Miller on to, to talk about this. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? Hey, I'm uh, enjoying a wonderful tea, a cup of tea, Earl Grey hot right now with you, Dustin. It's very delicious, and I'm so happy to be here. Love it. Love it. I have my chai here. Um, perfect. So I wanted to, you know, we, we were talking about this the other day and I wanted to bring you on to really clarify, um, not only to me, because as an intuitive, I've had definitely phases in my life where it's just been tough. So I wanted to bring you on and so you can explain it a little bit more in depth from an astrology perspective of, you know, it's not just me. I'm not here alone. There's this, this, this is a common thing. And I know there's a lot of intuitive people out there listening because I have a lot of intuitive friends. So I really wanted to bring you on uh, to clarify and really dive, you know, take a deep dive into this topic. Well, you know, I think that if an intuitive person thinks to themselves, I feel disadvantaged, I feel invalidated, they're pretty much right because there just isn't a lot of room for intuition. I mean, you have to have a podcast about it because there just isn't a lot of room for it and there isn't a lot of room for intuitive people. There's um, a very big emphasis on the scientific and knowledge and education. And not to say that those things are bad, but it becomes a problem when those things are used as a bludgeon to squash intuition in a person or to invalidate a person. And that's damaging that, you know, that instills trauma. And then often a person will numb the pain of trauma with one or another substance, habit, or experience that makes them feel more comfortable. Mm. Astrologically, there are reasons behind it too. I've been doing astrology for a really long time, like 25 years in practice. And um, I'm very familiar with how these sorts of things look in people's charts and then how they play out in people's lives because I spend my days having conversations with people, very deep, intimate conversations. You'd be surprised what people will re reveal, especially when they want help. Um, and, and in these conversations, it's just become very clear to me that the element of water in a person's chart, meaning an emphasis on the signs Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, generally does point to a very intuitive type. Uh, a Cancerian type will be somebody who is kind of motherly and nurturing in their nature, mm. uh, emotional in their nature, certainly, tend to feel things strongly, <clears throat> possibly very plugged into their heritage, very prone to um, taking on family karma, if you will, mm -hmm. and then trying to work it out in their own life. And so people with an emphasis on cancer might um, really, really need to understand their intuition and have that validated, but might have to struggle with a sort of a family or heritage burden of karma and to get clear of that. 
So we can talk a little bit about that, the burden of karma. Um, sure. how we, will people choose a more intuitive lifestyle so they can work out past karma? I think they will. I think they will often choose to be the ultimate repository of family karma in order to release a large burden for the family as a whole. I tend to see families as being like tapestries with threads that come down from the past. You could see those threads as being like strands of DNA if you want to view it in that way. You could see them as being like threads of karma, uh, personality traits also. Either way you look at it, each individual adds their own cross threads in this lifetime and they weave you know, their part of the tapestry and then they pass it on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And, and when you receive family karmas, you got to try to clean them up as best you can and pass as little of the pain onto the next generation as you possibly can. And I think that people with a strong emphasis on the sign cancer um, really, really benefit from doing that kind of, I don't know, heritage karma clearing. And it can cause, I think, a real surge in intuition for that person. Because frankly, if, uh, if their parents could have worked out that karma, they would have, and then they probably would not have oppressed the child about intuition to try to get them to, you know, ignore the elephant in the living room. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's one of the best ways that we can squash those karmic threads? How do we heal the others around us and ourselves in it? There's a lot of value in meticulous self-care and healing one's childhood wounding. If you, if you look at your chart, you'll see there is a very clear description of how you should have been nurtured and nourished. And if you were, you would have thrived as a child and you would be in touch with your intuition and able to use it and able to validate it if you weren't nourished and nurtured in the right way, or if you were nurtured in expressly the wrong way, then your intuition would probably be crushed, would be repressed, and, <clears throat> and you have to work to access that, to bring that out. And that's really good work to do. Another thing I think is that when people have children and become parents, they begin to work out uh, family karma on a whole new level because it's very easy to grow up and feel like a victim of your parents and never have children. And then you never really understand it from their point of view, Mm -hmm. whether you had the best parents in the world or the worst parents in the world. It's very, very useful from a karmic releasing perspective to experience parenting so that you can have sympathy for your parents and so that you can um, reparent yourself. Cause that's really, I think part of the, um, I don't know, spiritual and evolutionary process that parenting gives us access to when you have a child. Uh, and this is a truism. I think when you have a child of a certain age, you're going to re-experience things that happened to you at that age. You're going to access that information when relating with that child. Even if it's just some child that you don't, you know, really know, like say you have a neighbor, the neighbor has a four-year-old. Whenever you're around that four-year-old, 
you're going to be reminded of what it was like to be four. Hmm. somewhat consciously because you might be accessing, huh, what was it like when I was four? And how can I use that to relate with this four-year-old right here? And, and then unconsciously, you know, if you had some big trauma happen when you were four, then that's going to come up. And if you're a parent of that four-year-old instead of just a neighbor, then that's going to come up really hard and it's going to be really immediate. And that's a chance for you to clear some stuff inside yourself which probably was passed down by your parents, who despite doing their best, could not stop the tide of family karma from washing down the generations. And the more of it that you can clear and that you can stop from reaching your own children, but instead clear in yourself, the better the whole thing goes. And that also gives you access to your intuition. Parenting is very intuitive. Right, right. So I kind of want to bring this back around to the, the um, for those that may be or may have battled um, or having a tough time in society, being an intuitive, being an empath, being very sensitive, um, people that have battled um, drinking problems or, or whatever your, your choice, um, your drug of choice. Um, what is, what are some things that they can do to help navigate, um, you know, being in a world that's just naturally tough to be in? You know, I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned a couple of words there that I want to play around with a little bit. And one of them was empath and the other was navigate <clears throat> because the other two water signs are Scorpio and Pisces. And they, each of the three water signs have a sort of a, a distinct approach to intuition. And, um, and I think also a distinct weakness that can lead them into, you know, a drinking problem or something like that. Pisces is the most empathic. Pisces is the most, has the intuition that is the most global. It's sort of all, you're able to feel what's all around you. So if you're the sort of person that, you know, you feel the hair prickle on the back of your neck, you know, or you just know when somebody's looking at you and then you look at them and then you realize, yeah, they were looking at you. Mm-hmm. That kind of global intuition is very Pisces in its nature. And um, Pisces is, when a person has a lot of Pisces in their chart, there's the tendency to have an escapist uh, part of their nature. And that's because Pisces is very uncomfortable being in the physical world. Uh, A very Pisces person would much rather be in the realm of their imagination, in the realm of fantasy, um, just not in their body. They have a tendency to not be very embodied. I know this because I have Pisces rising. You do, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's some of why these are words that you say a lot, that you mention a lot, that are really a part of your everyday language. Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, the currency of your system. So Pisceans uh, and types like that with that sort of intuition really have to watch out for escapism for, you know, getting involved with alcohol or drugs, particularly hallucinogens of which marijuana would count. Mm -hmm. Even though marijuana is not all that physically addictive, it can be psychologically habituating. And I think particularly for Piscean types who just kind of want to escape, just kind of want to be wrapped in a delicious, you know, ball of cotton wool. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a real risk 
The third uh, astrology sign is Scorpio. Scorpio is really at risk for harder stuff. Scorpio is, um, is a sign of transformation and metamorphosis. And people who've got plenty of Scorpio in their chart, you've got a bit yourself. So I think my moon is in Scorpio. So we're just covering yeah. me today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Scorpio moon particularly is very much about emotional metamorphosis. So you'll find that you go through a death and rebirth experience in your very emotional life. And that will periodically put you into a place where, I don't know what they call it, you know, a long dark night of the soul, where you feel like you're in a mystery, you're changing into something else, you don't know what it is yet, and you may feel lost and in the dark. And oh my God, human beings hate that sensation because unlike caterpillars who will um, you know, instinctively spin a cocoon around themselves. We human beings have these massive forebrains and we want to understand why we're doing everything and mm -hmm. when we're going to be done with this transformation and what we're going to turn into. And then we want to make plans around that. And you just can't approach it that way. And so a Scorpio person is somebody who goes through a lot of changes and, and, has to learn to trust their own process of change mm -hmm. and to willingly enter the cocoon and, and just trust that their greater self is, you know, has a plan in mind. And really when it comes down to it, all the water signs are about surrender. Mm. Yeah. I think cancer is very much about surrendering to the intuitive flow Scorpio is very much about surrendering to the darkness and trusting that the light will emerge. And Pisces is about surrendering to the ocean of dreams within oneself and um, accessing all of the magnificent art and past life information that's there. I just want to emphasize that everyone has one of the 12 in their chart somewhere, right? We're, we're all everything. It just depends right. on how much and where, right? That's true. Everybody has all of the 12 signs in their charts. And some people just have an emphasis here or there. Right. And you might be, you know, a sun sign Gemini, but if your moon is in Pisces, that's a water influence right there. And so you might really vibe with what we're saying today, even though you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That makes sense. Cool. Well, thank you, Jamie. Um, you know, I think this helps out a lot. I mean, for me personally, because there are these signs hit a lot in my chart. So Jamie, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And I hope that it helps. And if anyone has, I'm just going to say, I'm going to sign you up for something here. If anyone has questions, comments, concerns, wants information about their own chart, uh, direct message me um, on the page or Jamie, uh, get your chart read. Or if there's a topic that you'd like to listen about um, and you don't have money to go get a chart, uh, feel free to direct message me on Instagram at Mr. Dustin James. And I'd be more than happy to maybe drag Jamie back in for another podcast. And we can, we can, if it's a good topic, we'll, 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 we'll try and cover it. Right. We'll roll on it. Yeah. yeah. You can find me at pandoraastrology.com and you'll find there are a lot of classes and readings and, there's usually something free going on too.
Yeah, and you really want to sign up. You have a newsletter, correct? I've signed up for your I newsletter, do. and I get um, those are great because she gives you some insight on what's happening that month, uh, or if there's any major transitions that are going on. She'll give you a heads up, and and then you can always you know sign up for all those that deep dive if if you need more. Um, I'm going to put all this on uh, the podcast page, so when you go to intuitivebehavior.com and look for this uh, episode under uh, Pandora Astrology you'll find the episodes here along with her social media links and website and all that good stuff. So I'll make it really easy for people to find you. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Thanks everyone for listening to Intuitive Behavior. I'm your host, Dustin James. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, head on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. You can also go to intuitivebehavior.com for all updates. Until next time.